I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. What we're talking about today is sugar. Now, a lot of you, when I say sugar, everybody smiles. I love sugar. Sugar's wonderful. And if you're stuck at home, or if you're home a lot, or if you're home even a little, chances are you're eating a lot of sugar. And and this was a big issue that I had uh, people coming to me all the time and saying, Dr. Joe, when I'm in the house, I love to eat my sweets. Baking is a big issue when people are home. I know there was a flour shortage a while ago when there was a... Uh, um, you know, everybody's home uh, baking. And so sugar is a big issue. And I'm going to explain to you why sugar is such a big issue. Why can we give up, uh, I don't know, broccoli easily, but it's real hard to give up sugar because there's a chemical reaction that occurs in your brain and you actually get high from it. And so that's what I want you to understand is what happens when you eat sugar. So if you're like most people, uh, you're consuming unhealthy amounts of sugar on a regular basis. Even if you're not big on candy, most processed foods will provide you with excessive amounts of added sugar. Uh, a serving of pad thai, I mean, people like pad thai, I love pad thai, it's awesome. Serving a pad thai can contain 9.5 teaspoons of sugar. That's a lot of sugar. A package of uh, a sweet and sour chicken with rice contains about 12 and a half teaspoons of sugar. That's more than a can of soda. Now, most of you would think, well, I'm not going to drink soda, that's a lot of sugar, but you have no problem going out and having some uh, sweet and sour chicken or some pad thai. Amazing how much sugar is in there. I know a friend of mine, uh, we like to go out for Chinese food every now and then. I don't do it too often. It sometimes gives me a headache. Uh, but there's one place we go to and they make a, uh, a garlic eggplant and it's spectacular. And I was eating it one day and I said, I wonder why this tastes so good. And then it hit me. It's loaded with sugar. So sugar is in a lot of foods. It's not just what you're thinking as far as, you know, just cookies and cakes and donuts. Can of baked beans, six teaspoons of sugar, which would ideally be your grand total for a day. So you're thinking to yourself, well, Dr. Joe, I'm going to eat a plant-based diet and I'm going to eat a can of beans and that's actually an okay meal. But if you look at the baked beans, look at how much sugar it's in there. So it's important to realize it's more than just cakes and cookies and ice creams that are going to get you in trouble. Now, many baby foods contain shocking amounts of sugar. I'm amazed if you go into a grocery store anywhere they sell baby food and look at the commercial baby foods and that could set your child on a pathway to lifelong sugar addiction and all the health problems, of course, that go along with that. The idea that sugar is addictive is not new. Number of studies have shown it acts much like other addictive substances. And that's what we're going to talk about today is the actual effect it has on your brain, how it stimulates those pleasure centers in your brain and why it's so hard to stop eating it. Say thing with dairy products. People come to me and say, Dr. Joe, I can give up milk. I know you say don't, don't eat dairy products. I can give up milk, but I can't give up, say it with me, cheese. Everybody loves their cheese. I can't give up my cheese. I love my cheese. I love my cheese. The reason is there's a chemical in dairy products called casomorphines. Caso meaning milk and morphine meaning morphine. And when it gets into the brain, it stimulates the pleasure centers in your brain like morphine does. Now, milk, it's diluted. It has a lot of water in it. What happens is when you make cheese, you take out the water. You concentrate the casomorphines. And that's why it's so hard to give up the cheese. You don't like the cheese. You like getting high from the cheese. And so that's a big issue. I want you to consider that, that you're actually getting stoned when you eat cheese. Same thing with sugar. And so if you have a cheese sandwich, bread, which is a lot of sugar, 
my gosh, you're loading yourself up and no wonder it tastes so darn good. Or grilled cheese sandwich, that's amazing how good it tastes. Well, you caramelize the sugars in the bread. That's not good for you. Then it has sugar. And then it has the casomorphines from the dairy products. Yeah, you're getting pretty high on a, on a grilled cheese sandwich. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I used to like grilled cheese sandwiches, but it's hard to stop eating them. And that's where the challenge comes in. So even the baby foods can get babies hooked on these things. One of the latest studies looking at addictive potential of sugar was published uh, November 2019 uh, in the issue of Scientific Reports. And it points out that excessive sucrose consumption elicits addiction-like craving that may underpin the obesity epidemic. Now, I've done this before. I could be judgmental. I'd be in a grocery store. I look at somebody who's obviously very overweight, and I'll look in their cart, and I'll see what I got in there, cookies and cakes and donuts and pastas. And then you look at somebody who's fit and thin. Look what they have in their cart. They'll have, you know, fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, lettuces, kale. So, yeah, it takes a lot of work to do either one of them. And the one that you, the one the easiest work is, of course, being overweight. I used to be overweight, so I can talk about these things. So look at somebody's cart, and you can almost always then look at them and see their health status. It's also interesting, too, if you go to a restaurant, cover up the uh, food and look at the prices. The cheapest thing on a menu almost always is the healthiest thing on a menu. So what I'm getting at here is, yeah, those cookies and cakes and donuts might be really cheap, but they come at a very high cost. And so when you start eating from a health standpoint, and from a financial standpoint, too, you got a lot of doctor bills, you can't go to work, you, you don't work as much, it affects your family, affects your love life. But if you learn how to eat right, it is so inexpensive, it's scary. I save so much money on food. Almost, I'd say three, four times a week, somebody will send me an email or a patient will come into our offices and they'll say, Dr. Joe, I followed your advice. I didn't want to do it, but I did it. I have so much money left over at the end of the week, it's ridiculous. So you're going to be fascinated what happens when you start eating well. Aside from your health, your wallet's going to be healthy too. Even a single exposure to sucrose, um, which is white, white table sugar basically, uh, produced as much as a 14% decrease in a beta opioid receptor antagonist binding. That's a lot of big words. I'm going to explain that in a second. In the nucleus acubens and the cingulate cortex, those are parts of the brain. And that's consistent with opioid uh, uh, release or op the body's releasing these chemicals. So what does that mean? Sugar consumption triggers the release of natural opioids. These are drugs that make you feel good. And dopamine, neurotransmitter, makes you feel good. And it lowers the av availability of those receptors. So what happens is it's released and then it's absorbed. Well, if all the receptors are, are filled up, it's absorbing all it can, the reduced receptor availability is a sign of overstimulation. That's when your brain, when your brain gets overstimulated, it's what called downregulates the receptors in order to protect your brain from damage. So what that means is you release a lot of these chemicals, they get absorbed, the brain says, oh, I'm getting overstimulated, I'm going to start to shut down. Then it starts to shut down, you come off your high, what do you want to do? I'll get high again. What does it take? More of those chemicals to stimulate those receptor sites. That's why you have one cookie, what do you want? You want two cookies. If you have three cookies, you want five cookies. Uh, I always tell a story, I was in New York and I had this vegan bagel and it was off the chart, it was so good, and had vegan cream cheese on it, it was incredible. And as I'm walking, my first thought was, I can go for another one of those bagels. Now, the bagel was great, but it was all that sugar that got into my body. My body got stimulated from the opioid receptor sites being stimulated. They started to downregulate, meaning they were, they were starting to shut down because I was getting overstimulated. And so my body said, I want to get high again. I need more. So the drawback of this mechanism is that you need higher and higher doses of the substance to get the similar pleasure response. 
And that's the key mechanism on how addiction develops. It's really hard to break that cycle, but once you do, it's worth it, believe me. Results of studies clearly demonstrate that sucrose affects reward mechanisms in a manner similar to drugs. So the intake of sucrose, white table sugar, uh, as a palatable substance, something that tastes good, is known to release dopamine and induce dependency in rodents. Uh, they did studies on rats. Uh, with, su- with sucrose sh- showing to be even more pleasurable than cocaine in rats in certain contexts. The rats were more inten- uh, worked more intensely to obtain sugar than cocaine, even in the absence of food deprivation. They had all the food they wanted, and then they could choose between cocaine and sugar. And the rats, in many cases, chose the sugar. So is it hard to break that addiction? It is. Is it worth it? Yeah. And it only takes a couple of days, by the way. You can get off your sugar addiction in about two or three days. Other research shows that daily consumption impairs spatial memory and inhibits neurogenesis in the hippocampus. What does that mean? Neurogenesis is the production of new nerves. And so by taking sugar, it slows down your production of new nerves in what's called the hippocampus. And that's the part of the brain involved in learning and memory. So sugar can prevent you from learning things properly. The research on rats also showed high sugar diet tends to alter inhibitory neurons in the prefrontal cortex. Now, if you've heard, I've done this show, I've done shows on brain function before. The prefrontal cortex is where you make decisions. It's your decision-making part of the brain. It doesn't fully develop until your early to mid-20s. This is why young kids do stupid things. They don't understand reward and risk because the part of the brain can't process it. And so what's happening is it's shutting down your prefrontal cortex, and that's where decision-making and impulse control is centered. So aside from impaired impulse control and the inability for delayed gratification, meaning I have to wait to get pleasure, this alteration may also increase the risk of mental health problems in children and adolescents. So if you're giving your kids sugar or cookies or cakes or donuts because you think you're giving them a treat, it's the exact opposite of that. So needless to say, high sugar intake is going to take its toll on your health. It can pack on unwanted pounds. Um, and uh, there was a program, and the BBC put it out, called The Truth About Sugar. And it said, if you drink uh, three cups of tea or coffee a day and put in two, two, tea, two teaspoons of sugar to each cup, that's 9.9 pounds of weight gain in a single year. So just something as simple as, well, I'm just going to have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee with some sugar in it, that can pack on the pounds. And again, as we get older, it gets a lot harder. I've been in practice a long time now, well over three decades, pushing four decades now. And patients come in all the time and they say, Dr. Joe, uh, there's something wrong with my thyroid. I said, what makes you think that? I can't lose weight. Okay. When did you try losing weight? When I was younger, weight came off real quickly. Now it's not. It must be my thyroid. No, it's your metabolism. Your thyroid controls your metabolism, but your metabolism is a key player here. So you have to eat a lot less food as you get older. You just can't do what you used to do. Anyone agree with that? Anyone not agree with that? Anyone's not agreeing with it is probably young. So needless to say, high sugar diet is also going to take its toll on other things, heart disease, diabetes, cancer. So sugar is a tough one because we get hooked on it and we know it's bad for us. It's having adverse effects on us, but we just can't give it up. Well, you can't give it up. You just have to work on it. So we consider that to consume five or six times more added sugar uh, each day than we should, it's easy to see how obesity is now the except is now the norm and not the exception, and that's why you see it everywhere you go. You see fat people everywhere. I used to be fat. I can say the f word. I still have trouble with my weight. Every now and then, I look at myself and I go, "Wait a minute, where did those extra few pounds come from?" And then I have to work on it. And the way I work on it is, I get all the sugar out of my life. But here's the key: 
you got to get the sugar out of the house. If it's in the house, you're going to eat it. It's just that simple. Somebody gave me some dill pickle chips a while ago. I thought this is going to be horrible. They were delicious. Oh my God, they were off the chart. They were amazing. Like the best chips ever in the history of the world. And I thought, okay, I'll just have one or two. Well, I liked them. I kept eating, I kept eating, kept eating. What is it? It's sugar and fat. The perfect combination. I'm going to, if I have time, I'll get to that. There's actually a branch of food science to, to find out how much pleasure you can get out of a food. And they add as many ingredients and mix them up best they can to get you on a higher pleasure index. And the higher, more pleasure you get out of it, the more you want to eat it. And that was a perfect example. I thought I'd eat a few and laugh. Ha ha, this is silly. Oh, contraire, Pierre. These things were amazing. So you got to get the bad foods out of the house. That's exactly what I did. I had to get them out of the house because I would have kept eating them. But here's the good news. Reducing added sugars from an average of 27% of your daily calories to 10%, so it's, it's two-thirds drop, can improve your biomarkers. These are biomarkers. These are the things we measure for health, diabetes, heart disease, cancer, in as little as 10 days. So it doesn't take long to see the turnaround. But the longer you do it, the harder it is. Now, it sounds simple enough, but it's tricky business. If your diet consists primarily of processed foods, added sugars hide in about 74% of processed foods, and it travels, sugar, under 60 different names. Fructose, high fructose, corn syrup, sugar, sucrose, maltose, lactose. Uh, so they put it in anything with OSE on the end, by the way, is sugar. But sometimes it's hidden in other words as well. We'll get to that in a second. So let's talk about how do you break this sugar addiction? I think I gave you 15 minutes here of telling you how bad it is. I got to talk about what you can do about it. And that's what we're going to talk a lot for the rest of the show are the things that you can do to break your sugar addiction. So if you find yourself struggling with sugar cravings, one of the things you can do is called intermittent fasting. Now, I love intermittent fasting. I do it about twice a week. Some people do it every day. For optimal results, what you want to do is replace the calories from sugar with healthier foods. Doesn't take rocket science to figure that out. So if I have a craving, uh, one of the things, and I'll talk about that in a second, is I like to make soup. Now, in the winter, it's, of course, it's better in the summer, but you can actually make soups, split pea soup, lentil soup, bean soup, but just eat it cold. You don't have to heat up soup, by the way. Once it's cooked, and as long as you don't have you know animal products in there, that can go bad. But you can make soup and just eat it cold. I mean, you put beans on a salad, why not have a bean soup? So what you got to do is replace those sugar calories uh, with other things, and vegetables are great for that. And adding a little bit of fat is going to help that. I'm going to talk about that in a second too. Adding a little bit of fat is going to help the part of the brain uh, to make you feel better. And so once you feel better, you feel full, you're going to feel a lot better. And that's one of the things too, is you're always hungry. I can eat big bowl of salad. Ah, I'm still hungry. What can we do about that? Put some beans in it, put some nuts, put some sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds, uh, walnuts, pistachios. When you do that, that's going to fill you up. In fact, for lunch today, salad with sunflower seeds. And then I made a ginger dressing. And uh, ginger dressing's in my book, Eating Right for the Health of It. And it's a great ginger dressing. It's ginger, uh, rice vinegar, a little, uh, a lot, actually quite a bit of oil, but it offsets the vinegar. And what I do too, I've modified it since I wrote that book. I'll take some celery stalks and I'll put it all in a food processor and grind it up. And then it tastes like the ginger salad dressings you get at like the Thai restaurants or the, the Asian restaurants. That's how they add the, the secret recipe is actually celery ground up in there. So that's a real neat little trick you can do. And that tastes great too, because the ginger is very satisfying, the oil satisfying, put some nuts in there. Now it becomes a meal. If you just can eat a bowl of lettuce, it's not going to be very good. And uh, I remember a, a, a old girlfriend of mine said, it, I used to make honeymoon salads. And I said, what's a honeymoon salad? She said, lettuce alone. <laughs> anyway, 
It's my joke for the day. I'll move on. So how do we break these sugar habits? You find yourself struggling. You have to reset your body's metabolism, allowing it to burn fat for fuel. Because if you keep giving your body sugar, sugar is easy to burn. So when sugar is not needed for your primary fuel and when your sugar stores run low, your body will crave it less. So let's talk about steps that you can take. That's everyone say, Dr. Joe, what can I do? What can I do? I need to know right now. What can I do? All right, a couple of things you want to do. When you have a meal, let's be honest, a lot of people know what they should eat. It's very rare that somebody comes to me and says, Dr. Joe, I have no idea what a good diet looks like. And I do nutritional consultations. We do it on the internet. We do it over the phone. Everywhere we do these nutritional consultations on our website, drjoe.com. We have over a thousand hours of podcasts there. And every day people come to me and say, I want you to tell me what to eat. And many times I just want to be a jerk and I'll say, well, what do you think you should be eating? Well, I should be eating fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds, Dr. Joe. I listen to your shows all the time. Okay, so what are you eating? Well, I'm eating alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, and artificial sweetener. Okay, let's talk about how we can do this. If you go to our website, drjoe.com, drjoe.com, type in the search bar, so what can I eat? And we do a whole hour lecture on what you should be eating. Breakfast, lunches, dinner, snacks, going to a party, stocking your pantry, unstocking your pantry. Really, it's no charge. All all the podcasts, by the way, we have on our website are no charge. Some doctors want to charge you for their brilliance. I want to give it to you because I want you to get well and stay well. So on the website, we have over a thousand hours of audio and video, and it's broken out very nicely. You can see if you if you go to media, it's broken out audio, video. So it depends if you're a visual learner, if you're an audio learner, it's all there for you. Pick a topic that you like or you want to learn about: high blood pressure, diabetes, eating right, children. Uh, uh, digestive issues, uh, brain issues, anxiety, depression. We've covered it all, folks. And it's very, very in-depth. So if you like this style of the show, you're going to get a lot more off the website, drjoe.com. Also, our podcast, if you have a podcast service, is called Dr. Joe Eating Right for the Health of It. So if you ask your podcast uh, smart speaker to play Dr. Joe's for the Health of It, you're going to get our podcast there as well. So we want to get this information to you any way we possibly can. So when I ask my patients over and over again, uh, why didn't you stick to your, your, your dietary plans before? And they always say, because of the cravings, I started craving sugar so much. So you got to get over the craving. I'm going to tell you how to do that. Number one, a couple of steps. Eat more foods that are higher in protein and fiber. So what happens is protein is actually going to balance out your blood sugar. So that really helps reducing blood sugar cravings. What happens is you put sugar in your body. The body senses that there's sugar in the blood. The, the pancreas releases insulin. Insulin gets into the blood system and goes into the cells. And it goes to the cells and it acts like a key. So the insulin opens up the cell and allows the cell to accept sugar in. Then the sugar gets in, cell closes up again, utilize the sugar. So the more sugar you eat, the more insulin is being reduced, produced. And so the more these cells are being forced to open. So these, the insulin can be a bully and go, come on, open up, open up. And so eventually, the cells start resisting the insulin. They say, listen, insulin, I can't take any more sugar. I'm going to gunk up the works. So I'm going to resist you from opening me up. And the word for that is insulin resistance, also known as, when it gets bad enough, type 2 diabetes. And so type 2 diabetes is the insulin that's being released. Your body just isn't utilizing it. Type 1 diabetes is when you're not producing insulin. And that's an autoimmune disease. And if you need more information on diabetes, go to our website, drjoe.com, type in diabetes. We've got a ton of information. I think we've done two or three shows on diabetes, very much, very in-depth on 
the, the biology and the physiology behind what diabetes is and then what you can do to help manage that. So with the sugar cravings, uh, the, the big reason is the sugar, the blood sugar goes up, insulin's released, blood sugar drops, you get sugar cravings again. Some of the best protein foods to help kick the addiction are things like lentils, black beans, split peas. Now, I've said this before, my favorite cuisine is Ethiopian cuisine, even though I'm Italian. Sorry, Grandma Esposito up in heaven. Even though uh, I'm Italian, I love Ethiopian food, and they do a lot of lentils and split peas. But the seasoning is spectacular. I just love it anyway. But uh, if you have lentil soup, I was in a store the other day, can of organic lentil soup, big can, was a dollar forty-nine, maybe two forty-nine. A whole meal for two dollars and forty-nine cents, and you don't have to cook it. Just remember that. I remember years ago, one of my secretaries came into my office. I was eating a can of beans, and he said, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm having lunch." He says, "You're eating can beans out of a can." I said, what's the difference if I put it in a dish and dirty a dish? What's the difference? Good point. You're eating it cold? Yeah, what's the difference? Mm -hmm. Never thought about it like that before. So beans, lentils, split peas, these are going to be really good for you to, to push the food. Several things happen. The fiber will push the sugar through your colon and give you a slow release of sugar. So this way your body doesn't get bombarded with sugar. Number two, it's going to make you feel full. And the proteins then eventually get broken down, and you could always produce more sugar through something called gluconeogenesis, where your liver takes protein and converts it into sugar slowly. So that's why if people are on these ketogenic diets, which, by the way, I'm not a big fan of. Um, if you're going to do it, I recommend only for a month or two, maybe to help lose weight. After that, stop. Studies are coming out now showing they're not safe. Uh, now, if you have seizures, that's a different story, because the ketogenic diet seems to work. It lowers the sugar, and that might help seizures. But you know what else helps seizures? In many cases, chiropractic care. Many cases, the upper part of the neck, the atlas is rotated and it's putting pressure on the brain stem. And the brain stem is uh, the part of the brain that can control your seizures. So in many, many cases, I've been in practice 36, 37 years now, we adjust the patient, even dogs, and you adjust them. And when we put the bones back in place, it helps with seizures. So I know the ketogenic diet has been touted to help people with seizures, but chiropractic care, I think would be a safer way to do it, to be honest with you. So eating uh, more beans, lentils, split peas, nuts, seeds, uh, pistachios, peanuts, walnuts, not peanuts, I'm sorry, walnuts, pistachios. Not a fan of peanuts because peanuts have something called a mycotoxin. Mycotoxin is, a, is a, a, a fungus that grows on peanuts and many people are allergic to peanuts too. So of all the nuts, peanuts are not really a nut, they're a legume and I would take them off the list. I wouldn't eat peanuts if, uh, if I were you. So, uh, healthy fats. We talked about that before. So fats will make you feel full. So if you eat a couple of handfuls of nuts, a couple of handfuls, not a couple of bagfuls, a couple of handfuls of nuts are going to help make you feel full. Remember, when you're hungry, you're not hungry for food. You're hungry for nutrition. And one of the things that people tell me all the time is that they take Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source, and it works wonders on their sugar cravings. Now, if you don't know what that is, two supplements are on our website, drjoe.com. They're two powders. I take a scoop of each. I mix it up. First thing in the morning, I wake up, I walk into my kitchen, I mix up super greens and essential source, and I take that at least once a day. And let me tell you, it's the greatest thing I've ever found to help with sugar cravings. It's off the chart amazing. So if you want to get that, that's on the website, drjoe.com. We have offices in Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb in the Atlanta area. So if you want to get the supplements, you can order them online, or you can come to our office and pick them up. It'll save you shipping which I'm perfectly fine with. I'd rather 
put the money in your pocket than the post office pocket. If you have a health problem, if you have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, numbness, tingling, acid reflux, uh, ever been in a car accident, ever, if the car was damaged, you were damaged 100% of the time. You are not stronger than your car. You need to come see us right away. Stop suffering, folks. The biggest complaint I get is, why didn't I do this sooner? So if you have pain, if you have health problems, come see us. In the Atlanta area, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb. We can work on chiropractic care, digestive issues, nutrition issues, uh, pretty much most health issues we can deal with. So if you want to make an appointment, you can do it right online at drjoe.com or call us and we'll set it up. We work with most insurance companies. So the website again, drjoe.com. Folks, I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. Tell your friends about the show. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on wsbradio.com and on a WSB Radio app. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.